Galatians 2 verse 20 says, We have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And the life we now live in this flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. (laughs) And I want to add again, he is risen. Our Savior has taken our messes and turned it around to a miracle. We're going to study today and next week a very unique story. As I was studying, I I sensed the Holy Spirit just bring me uh, some unusual understanding about this story. It's found in the book of John, and if you want to turn your tablets or your Bibles to the book of John chapter 9, we're going to read part of this. We're going to read out the New Living Translation. Normally we use the New King James Version. But Jesus did a miracle in this man's life, and when we read about the miracle we have a tendency to look at it a certain way, and it's a good way to look at it, that Jesus heals. But I want to take us deeper regarding this blind man, and Scripture specifically tells us that now he can see. Now, why would the Scripture say that when absolutely, if someone's healed from blindness, they can see? But it was very interesting in in the literal language and how it proclaimed uh, that he was able to see. So we're going to see how God takes our messes and turns them into miracles. In John chapter 9, verse 1, it says, As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who has been blind from birth. In the year 2012, they had found this pool, and they have redug it. And uh, so when you go to uh, Israel, uh, Jerusalem, uh, you can see actual this pool. Verse 6 then says, Then Jesus spit on the ground, like a guy would, made mud, with his saliva, kind of gross, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes, looking for a lawsuit there in today's day. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing came back seeing. Again, what I want to talk about is a subject matter, your mess, God's miracle. I want to greet all those that are watching online, many of you that have responded to us online and uh, personally all over the city. Um, Welcome. Happy Easter. Jesus Christ has risen. For all those that will watch this later in other churches, uh, I want to welcome you, and 
I pray that you would uh, become more faithful to your church and to really uh, gather together and to serve and to love each other as Valley Community Church. This is one of the greatest churches in the whole wide world, greatest people at Valley Community. I would like us to pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for just the amazing truth that you are revealing to us at Valley. As we hear this word, Father, I thank you that there will be such a newness of revelation in our spirit regarding the truth of Jesus Christ is risen. And we give you honor for that, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Amen. Speaking of messy miracles, how many of you know that in times of our lives, we've had messes and getting in the process of that miracle taking place and seeing the answer, uh, we made more messes, haven't we? Haven't we done that? Made wrong choices, struggled, impatience, all the different things. But when we understand the absolute reality of Jesus Christ is risen and the very essence of why he came and he came in the flesh and he lived a perfect life and then he died but the third day rose again and as has been proclaimed already that he sits on the right hand of the father making intercession watching over the covenant that he had proclaimed to us. So the process to the miracle is temporary. Some of you here today are really struggling in your life. Some of you are watching and, and you're looking for answers in areas of your life. And I want you to understand the process that you are experiencing right now is temporary, but the promise is permanent. We might change our minds at times because of impatience, but God never changes his mind to the word of God. His promise is permanent. So what I, the premise of what I want to talk about is I'm asking, please, let's open up our eyes to something new. Let's open up our eyes to new things. And let me explain this to you. Matter of fact, why don't you repeat after me? My mess, God's miracle. Let's say it again. My mess, God's miracle. So how can a miracle emerge out of my mess? <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, I've, I've had some messes in my life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the next couple weeks, I'm going to give you three biblical understandings or truths of the process. Because God will never change. And God's heart and desire is for the miraculous to take place, for his plan for your life to take place. But if we don't understand the process of getting there, then we're going to make more messes. So the first thing that we must do is open our eyes to what we have never seen before. Open your eyes and your heart to what you've never seen before. The story is Jesus walking along, sees a blind man, notice it states, from birth. 
so he's never seen. So notice a man didn't lose his sight. He never had it in the first place because he was born blind. This circumstance, to me, facilitates the culture or the environment of the kingdom of God. And what is that? It's the creative structure of the kingdom of God. When we read in the book of Genesis, and we won't go there, but when you read about creation, when Jesus, when the Lord said, it is finished, um, we have a comprehension that God is done. Everything he's going to create, all new, that nothing's going to be new. And I want to tell you, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of new things. How many of you need a new thing in your life? Yeah, okay. See, the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus gave her back her health. With the invalid man, he gave him back his walk. With Lazarus, he gave him back his life. But with this man in John chapter 9, Jesus didn't give back something he lost. Jesus gave him something he never had in the first place. Think about that. There is a difference between God restoring something you had than God giving you something you never had in the first place. Our God, let me say this, our God is not just a God that restores. Our God is the God that gives us what we never had before. He is the Lord of the new thing. Isaiah 43, 19. This is the proclamation I'm making today. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? Why don't we see some of the things that God's doing? Why don't we, in the midst of a process, sometimes in that process, there's hurt, there's struggle, there's sin, there's forgiveness, there's joy, there's sorrow. In the midst of the process. But the reason why we don't see the new is some of us focus all of our time attempting to get back what we lost. How many times have you gone and prayed for somebody and they're asking you to pray with me so that God can restore what I had? Now, that's a good thing because God does that. When we should be asking God to give us what we never had in the first place. In the midst of the process, we need to understand that there's more than what you had. There's newer things that God wants you to walk in. So can I say this, and I'm going to, because I'm up here. God is not interested in renovating your past. He is more interested in releasing your future. 
Look at the story of the death and resurrection. Look at the story of Jesus. They were expecting something that they had done already. Physical battles with other armies and and losing and having victories and losing and having victories. And Jesus didn't come to have this physical battle. Jesus came to die, shed his blood for our sins, and then raise again on the third day. Why? So that we could have something new. And the very first thing new is that when you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, your spirit becomes, watch this, not restored, becomes brand new. Wow. That's the power of the resurrection. He's alive. He is risen indeed. So in our thoughts regarding our families, our generations, our nation, is we need to begin believing and in the midst of the process, understanding that God is doing something new in our lives. Today we see a generation targeted by the architect of darkness with with this mess that says there is no such thing as truth. There is no such thing as identity. There is no such thing as holiness or even personal responsibility. Because I believe, and I'm going to show you in a moment, I believe that we're in the beginning of something new, of God pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. Not some, but all flesh. So I'm going to ask you to do something in particular here. I'm going to ask if, if, we, if you can, if we all can stand here for a moment. And I feel led of the Holy Spirit to do this. And I wrote it down three times so I wouldn't forget. This darkness is after our kids, the younger generation. And I want to say as you're standing, and if you agree with me, then you begin to just, in your own way, agree with me. Satan, get your filthy hands off our children with the authority and power of the risen Christ. In Jesus' name, you must stop in Jesus' name. May the church rise up that has an audacity and an anointing and courage and the biblical substance to say, Get your hands off our kids. Amen? You may be seated. Thank you. That was also in case some of you had fallen asleep on me. Let me tell you something that I believe is biblically substantiated. This mess 
that you're thinking about will see the miracle. It's a done deal because Jesus says it is finished. And he proved it because he rose from the dead. So let's begin in our lives believing for that new thing and declare the mess is about to become a miracle. Just like John chapter 9, we need to get ready to see something we have never seen before. John 11.40 says, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. How many of you love Jesus? It's prepared. We need to get ready to see that new thing. So to some maybe watching online, don't drink the Kool-Aid. We're about to see more people coming to salvation than ever before in human history. Amen. This is what Easter is all about, folks. I love the bunny cakes. I watched my six grandchildren decorate yesterday. Let me say this to you. We are about to see the prodigal sons and daughters come home too. Our messes again will become miracles. Numbers 14.21 says, But indeed, as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Habakkuk 2.14, For the earth will, not maybe, be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So let me make this very, very clear today, and I'm not going to speak very long, but I don't think, I don't hope, I don't wish, I don't feel, I know God is about to show up. in your process. But he's going to do it in a new way. Are you open to that? How many times have we thought, God, can you fix? But let me ask you this. Maybe God's going to do something new to fix instead of restoring the old. Why I say that, because Luke one thirty seven says, for the word of God will never fail. Hebrews 10.23 says, God can be trusted to keep his promises. Now, some very well-meaning people are very biblical, and they say, Pastor, all that sounds good, But you know, we are living in the last days. And you're telling us, the church, that this is a decade of breakthrough? Hmm. Now, 
I have read those verses that they have read and are talking about. I understand in 2 Timothy, Paul's talking about chapter 3, what he's talking about in the last days, about, you know, the people are going to get worse and worse. I'm confident in Matthew 24. It's not talking about the rapture. It, it is talking about the second advent of Christ when he comes and restores the world. I'm not in denial of all that. I'm not in denial that in the midst of the powerful move of God, there's going to be a move in the demo- of demonic influence. I think we see that today. But in the last days, it says in some of those scriptures that men and women will be lovers of themselves. We call that narcissism or Twitter. In the last days, men and women will deviate from natural things. But there's another promise, too, in Scripture. There's a prophetic word in the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 28, which is repeated in Acts, chapter 2, verse 17. Let me read this to you. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Because we're always looking for the old to be restored, we don't comprehend the last days are going to be the greatest days we will ever experience in the kingdom of God because of the move of the Holy Spirit. So the next thing to fill America will not be COVID-21 and 22. The next thing to fill America will be the glory of the risen Christ. It will not be shut down, but an overflow of Jesus. Your family mess is about to become God's miracle. Your mental mess is about to become God's miracle. Your financial mess is about to become God's miracle. Right now, God is moving. Your health mess is about to become God's miracle. Your generational mess is about to become God's miracle. Now, I know you always hear the opposite. And many of my peers in churches will always talk about how bad things are and pray that God will... And I get that because there's evil out there and evil will always be there until Jesus takes care of them. America's mess is about to become God's miracle. I can't handle it when I hear, well, you know, America's seen its best days. I have broken five TVs. No, I haven't done that. (laughs) America has not seen its best days. This world has not seen their best days because God's doing something new. And that's what this breakthrough decade is all about. So which means what? 
Instead of riots, we're going to see revival. Instead of lockdowns, we're going to see the openings of heaven. Because God's people, you, will begin to move in kingdom realities in every area from giving to getting in the word to praying, intercession, and the heavens are going to open greater than we've ever experienced. Because why? Because you are expecting something new. Instead of strife, we're going to see unity. Instead of hate, we will see love. Instead of relativism, we will see truth. Instead of destroying property, we're going to build altars of worship. I'm going to say that again. Instead of destroying property, we're going to build altars of worship. Instead of confrontation, we will have conversation. Instead of political affiliation, we're going to have prophetic designation. God is going to move and there are going to be men and women of God appointed like we have in this church to the places of political government and God's going to anoint them and there's going to be a powerful move of God and we're going to see a transition that that this world, this America has never experienced before. Instead of storming the Capitol, we're about to storm the gates of hell and take back and see the new. That's Easter. That's Easter. Yeah, I'm going to find the most eggs today. I'll find the one with a $10 bill in it. I'm a faith guy. That's Easter. The joy of the Lord. Moving in a realm that we've never known before. Next week, I will give you more of the process. How you handle your mess in the midst of your mess. Always expecting the new thing in the miraculous in your life. So God is about to show up, and I want to say this to you. It's pretty cool. He's going to show off, too. I crack up when I watch stuff and I listen to things, and the opposite happens. I know the hand of God's in it. You hear it in the news. You hear this. You hear that. And then I see God move, and he transitions things, and he transforms things, and it becomes new. And a lot of the people that are not expecting this are standing there with their mouths wide open going, how did that happen? Because Jesus is alive. So in my family, in my faith, in my finances, begin to put your name in this. In my relationships, in my church, in my community, in my thinking, in my actions, in my words, in my house, I am about to see the glory of Jesus like I 
have never seen before. Let's all stand. I know the roast is in the oven. It's only 11.20. Someone you're saying, hey, miracles do happen. (laughs) Amen. Don't say that too loud because I'll go longer. Someone might want to warn the children, the leaders there that we're about done. If you're here today and you haven't experienced salvation, I'm going to ask that if everyone would just go ahead and close your eyes. If you would just allow that to happen, close your eyes. No one looking around. The Bible says that salvation is of grace through faith. And what we must do is believe in our heart And then confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you do that, you're born again. You're born again. Anyone watching online, you can do this too. If you're here, no one looking around, if you're here, and you want to say, Pastor, today I want to make a stance. I want that new thing. If you would just raise your hand and say, I want Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Go ahead and raise your hand. Say, I want to know Jesus. Thank you. Yes. I see your hand. Something new. Thank you. I see you. Anybody else? Now, go ahead and put your hands down. Keep your eyes closed. Because there are so many watching online, I don't see you. But I want you to understand, this is so important in your life. Maybe you didn't go to your church this morning because of your mess. And you were just absolutely devastated. Okay, Holy Spirit said, one of you are contemplating suicide in Jesus' name. That's not what God wants for your life. He's got a future for you. You see, that blood cleanses you from all sin of your past. Men will remember, but God will throw it into the sea of forgetfulness, and you can have something new. Choose Jesus Christ today. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for all those that raise their hands in Jesus' name. It is a done deal. It is a done deal. They are born again. Their spirit has become brand new, something new. And Lord, I pray by the Holy Spirit that you would guide them and direct them into so many areas of their life in this process of growing. To join a church. If you're not part of this church, find a good church. I'm not trying to build my kingdom. I'm trying to build the kingdom of God. Father, I thank you.
for that. In Jesus' name, thank you for healing our bodies. Thank you for divine health, something new. Not just continually walking in this sickness, that sickness, but divine health. That sickness has no authority over our bodies. Our emotions, our minds, the hurt and the struggle that so many have had, Lord, they're messes, (laughs) but it's your miracle. And I pray now, Valley Community Church, I proclaim a ministry over you of leading people to Jesus Christ. If you want to do that in your own, go ahead and raise your hand. Go ahead and raise your hand. Just say, I want to do that. And I just proclaim as a pastor of this church an an anointing, a transference of anointing. The Holy Spirit's showing me that you would walk and you would begin to see lives transformed at work, at home, in your neighborhood, everywhere you go. That Jesus Christ would be glorified in everything that you do. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Everyone look at me, please. I want you to know, I absolutely, my wife and I, that was that orange-dressed girl that was up here earlier with the kids. We love you absolutely greater than you could ever dream of a pastor loving you. We believe in you. We stand here so thrilled to be a part of your lives. And I want you to join me in this new thing that God's doing. And I want you to begin moving in such a realm that you just, like today with worship, wasn't this fun? I mean, wasn't this amazing? Those kids were cool too, huh? Yeah, they're awesome. And that's some of our kids, not all of them. And I want you to realize God is doing something new. When we leave this place, enjoy that new thinking. Take that deep breath, but not just breathe in air. Breathe in the revelation of the Holy Spirit of what God is doing so that you see things in a new way. You see your mess in a new way. Amen. And the joy of the Lord will be your strength. God bless you. Have an amazing day with your friends and your family. And happy Easter.